Alright everybody, uh, this is Isaiah, and welcome back once again to Magic System Monday. Now today, uh, for today's topic, I was thinking a lot about time travel lately. Now wait, don't click off yet. Uh, <laughs> let me explain myself. Alright, time travel has always been some pretty weird business, and there's no real way to do it perfectly in a way that makes sense, at least not on a large scale. Uh, I don't want to talk about, so I don't want to talk about how to do that specifically because that's just a rat race we're never really going to win. What I do want to talk about though is that if you're going to do it, uh, there's this uh, thing, a well, very well known phenomenon that people theorize to be true uh, called the butterfly effect. And this is usually a very key part to play. That This usually has a very, very key part to play a lot of times when uh, writers are, when writers use time travel in their work. The idea of the butterfly effect is actually quite simple. It is uh, almost like dominoes or a chain reaction. That if I change one thing, uh, it's like a ripple effect. Naturally, there's something else associated with that thing that might get changed to some degree or another. And uh, this is a very, very popular idea. Uh, in fact, I think the guy who actually came up with the idea, I think it was like the 1960s, uh, asserted that just the flapping of the wings of a butterfly uh, could cause such a catastrophic chain reaction that it makes things completely different on the other side of on the opposite side of the planet. Now, this is actually really interesting because the chain effect, uh, the ripple effect thing, generally speaking, seems to make sense. If you've ever played with dominoes or whatever, you know things do tend to affect each other. On the other hand, I couldn't help but feel like it was overstated. So I want to talk to you guys today, uh, not just on my own opinion on it. I'm not going to talk about uh, my own particular opinion just as much, you know, all that much. However, I will say this, uh, simply that that's not really the, be the end all be all. Now, I couldn't help but think when I heard this, all these things that the butterfly effect was way overstated. Because uh, while it's often likened to a domino effect, uh, we all know that. Well, in order to make a domino effect happen, uh, the progressive uh, you have to have a progressive um, increase in scale when it comes to the dominoes. What if you end up doing something, making a change that doesn't build up enough momentum to change something that big, or maybe you do change something and it's not that much? And while I was thinking about talking about that, uh, I ended up remembering something that I had watched before. Uh, there's an anime called Steins Gate. It's a time travel. It's actually a miracle that I watched it at all because I steer far away from time travel at every opportunity that, that arises. I like to stay very far away from it because it's all pure shenanigans most of the time. That's my personal opinion. You know, you can like whatever you want. I just don't really like them all that much. But Steins Gate was actually very interesting. And it had a relatively unique take on the idea of the butterfly effect. And it correlates to something that I often tell people a lot. Uh, one of the key points that I like to keep in mind when I'm writing fiction or when I'm critiquing fiction that uh, I don't think I've talked about a lot of them on here yet on this podcast. Maybe I'll actually go over some of them one day or another. But this one in particular, this particular point would be assuming the lowest degree of sophistication. And the Steins Gate counters that, this, this assumption of the lowest degree of sophistication. Uh, when it comes to the internal mechanics of how time works. Of course, I, I mentioned earlier the whole butterfly effect. The butterfly effect does actually happen in Stein's Gate. But they have this interesting mechanic called the 1% barrier. 
Now, the 1% barrier is a natural barrier. It's not some kind of supernatural metaphysical thing. It's just a natural part of the way the world works in terms of chain reactions, where it's difficult to change the course of time. How do I explain this? Where, of course, you can change time when you time travel. At the same time, depending on what you change, you can get varying levels of results. Uh, but ultimately, those changes almost never mean anything, uh, which is why it's called the 1% barrier. It's very, very difficult to get anything past 1% change in the, in the, uh, in, you know, the structure of the world. It is very, very hard. And in fact, only by manipulating key variables or key events can you get past the 1% barrier and make major change. So in Stein's Gate, it's kind of all or nothing. Now, on the small scale, this doesn't seem to matter much because there are times in the series where they change something and maybe uh, as a result of the chain reaction, uh, maybe one person, uh, maybe they die at the same time, but maybe the cause of death is different. Maybe they committed suicide or maybe they, you know, died of old age. Maybe they survive a little bit longer than they would have or whatever. Uh, they ultimately end up usually not being important enough to change anything meaningful. On the other hand, there are very, very big things, like, for example, say, maybe you kill the president, or maybe you remove the president from the timeline, the guy, maybe he's never born or something like that. Of course, you would naturally say, uh, well, the butterfly effect, you know, you can get these kinds of random changes to occur. Well, Steinsgate says no. The probability of you changing something major at random is just so catastrophically low. And in fact, they set out apart a few things of the major things are the, that are the only things that can actually change the course of time meaningfully. One of which was, you probably would have guessed it, uh, the invention or discovery of time travel itself, the time machine. That's one of the tremendous things. And there are a couple more that I can't quite remember. But generally speaking, it sets up a distinguished wing condition for how much momentum the butterfly effect can get. Like I said before, it's like the dominoes. You can knock over as many dominoes as you want to, but if you don't gain enough momentum, you can never knock over the larger the larger set of dominoes. And most, uh, and most of the changes that you're making, while they can seem to change a lot on a small scale, maybe you can change a whole cityscape, or maybe you can change a whole person's life. There was one scene, I'm sorry, this is a very goofy spoiler, but um, they changed what gender a person was born as based off of the diet of the mother you know you get weird things like this but beyond that everything was effectively really the same like they changed so many things in the world throughout the course of the series but most of them while they had they might have had lasting effects on them to some degree or another the world was generally just the same world now what's the takeaway from this i'm not a step i'm not asserting that this it should be exactly this way and all works but but it does help to have some underlying mechanics to kind of um, decide the stability of how the world functions in your fictional world, even when time travel is involved. A lot of people do this to another extreme that I really don't like, where, where time just decides to fulfill itself no matter what. Like if you go, well, I'm going to die. And Steinsky did this a little bit. It really bothers me a lot. It pissed me off so much. Where, uh, where the writer, not the writer, excuse me where uh, something happened in timeline and there was like a fixed point where no matter what you do, the result would effectively be the same. 
And that's not to be mistaken with the 1% barrier. Well, yeah, it, it, they kind of correlate, but not exactly. Or let's just say uh, you die tomorrow. Or maybe your friend or loved one dies tomorrow. And you keep going back in time trying to change things to stop them from dying. But the universe just invents more shenanigans to get them killed. I, that's my, my personal preference is I've never really liked that. And that really doesn't seem like – it doesn't really correlate to the butterfly effect at all. It's just, it's just like a – it's just drama for the sake of drama, honestly. It's like, okay, how do I make conflict in this? I feel like there are more sophisticated ways of making conflict in a, time, in a, in a situation with time travel than that. But again, that's just my personal preference. Yeah, that is just my personal preference. But So I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, worry about that too much. I'm not going to make a whole bunch of statements on that. But, but you know, but what I'm saying is, maybe in your work it doesn't have to be a one percent barrier, or maybe it doesn't have to be a two percent or five percent barrier either. Maybe it doesn't even have to be an any percent barrier. Uh, barrier. Uh, but the main takeaway is maybe some things just aren't powerful enough. They can't build up enough momentum to change anything. Maybe some degrees of change fizzle out. And I actually have some real world proof of this, a little bit anyway. Uh, I read an article a while ago on uh, on time travel. An actual uh, the best we have with simulating time travel in the real world these days is actually quantum mechanic, quantum computers, uh, because we can't really do time travel in the real world. But apparently, with uh, the proper quantum computers, it's actually really easy to make um, to make a lot of theoretical. Um, time travel you know um time travel ish simulations that they make now you might think that quantum mechanics is like a bunch of technical mumbo jumbo but you know whether you take that seriously or not or whether you think it's viable or applicable to the actual world uh well that's up to you i don't really know a whole lot about quantum mecha uh, mechanics or computers or anything like that but this does seem to be something that they can do where apparently they can literally simulate with these quantum computer computers make the simulation they can literally simulate sending information back from an earlier, from a later point in time, back to an earlier one. And as it turned out, is really interesting to me. As it turned out, uh, in a lot of, in some of the tests, I'm not sure about all of them. Uh, the butterfly effect had actually been disproven. Apparently, depending on what change is made in the past it doesn't necessarily amount to any meaningful change or any major change. So the idea that like something as simple as like, oh, a butterfly flapping its wings or vibrating or something is gonna like make Hitler come into power and Stalin blows up the moon or something like that. You no, know, these crazy, you know, these crazy, you know, things, all these extreme changes don't necessarily actually happen. So it seems that there is some basis for the whole idea of the 1% barrier or the philosophy that, 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 you know, kind of underlines it. And I guess the main takeaway from that would just simply be that the butterfly effect is over-catastrophized and it's actually uh, over-expressed. It's, it's over-applied. Uh, so that's just something to think about for your, uh, for your sake. Perhaps you're doing some kind of time travel or perhaps you have, like, a character who, like, I can send messages to my past self, like, a, what was it, Mortal Kombat... Uh, the one that came after Mageddon, Armageddon. Oh, was that eight or not seven? Eight, I think. Where, where uh, Raiden sends back a message to his former self, and it changes everything. I mean, those things can happen depending on 
what variables are involved that are affected, they can make major change, but it is not in and of itself a given. And well, that's all I really had for today. That was just a suggestion. That was just you know. This is just me throwing ideas at you. Uh, one of my main goals uh, when it comes to this podcast, when I talk to people about these things, when it comes to writing fiction, is not that there is just this one right way to do things, but that you do in fact have options. A lot of people, even some of the relatively more creative people, uh, they don't always realize exactly how many options they have when they're doing what they're trying to do. And my main goal is to th- is to just throw as many options at you as humanly possible, so you guys know what all tools you have to work with. And you know, as I always say, you know, the devil is in the details. And the more details, the more understanding you have about these details, the more you can kind of change your world and build it up, kind of like Legos. But anyway, that's all I actually had for today. And until next time, this is Isaiah from Magic System Monday, and I'll see you guys later.